welcome to VCR Podcast. Well, we provide oh. your quarterly gaming news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so last year, <laughs> we talked about something. I forgot. But this year, the I think it was. Edition, I think it was PAX. I think that it was our PAX trip we talked about last. And that was this year, wasn't it? Well, yeah, we were there in March. That's right. Really sad that it's been since March. It was before Andromeda released. So there's a lot of information before we get into anything gaming related. Let me go on and show Elise here my cool um, concept for our new logo. It's literally the same thing, but like I've been searching or doing some studying on, you know, Adobe's software and Illustrator is the best thing ever. And so I'm like, look, so I was either going to, okay, so the PlayStation remote will actually be the ugliest option. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. But like, you know, where's the flames? No, I mean, you can edit everything. Though. I was going to show you, like, the basics. So I was going to do the Xbox controller, take out the little Xbox symbol, and then do VCR in here somewhere, and then add flames to it. All right. And so, like, what you do, what I do is you can take a picture of an actual item and turn it into a sketch. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to finish the sides. I know it looks weird, but it's actually really easy. And, um, yeah, so we'll have a cool, legit, it'll be the same, but still cool. But... All right, what's been new since our pack something? Let's see. This is um this episode's gonna be in regards to Andromeda, which is the best game ever. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> so. Really? Everybody it was so, so good that they got overwhelmed and just dropped everything about <laughs> <laughs> about the game. So there's gonna be no more it got discontinued because it was just so successful. They, <laughs> They thought since they made so much money, they don't need to put any more effort into the game. Wow. That's how, is that what happened? Well, um, <laughs> well, before we even get into that, I mean, yikes, we just jumped in here blindly. Gaming news. I mean, I'm just going to go with, so I, this was going to be an E3 thing, but I'm just going to try and go with the flow and wing it and just say there's going to be an expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn. Yay. That's news. So. I love that game, Game of the Year hype. Woo-woo! Now somebody's trying to tell me it's a standalone game. Oh, wait, no, wrong one. Okay, wrong game. Yes, I'm excited about DLC. I'm hoping they're going to have more than one, but they're not a Bioware game. Bioware always releases three, although Andromeda might be breaking that, but we'll talk about that later. And um, honestly, all of the gaming news might be in our next episode, mm-hmm. which is in regards to E3. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to like E3. mention what's gaming news that isn't related to E3. Um, South Park, the fractured butt hole, is still out there in the wind somewhere. Um, October 17th. That official now? Yep. Because it was official last showed, time. They showed pictures of okay. the boxes. Okay. October 17th. So even though that was an E3, I'm going to mention that because we've mentioned it yeah, before it was in E3. previous. It was, but we've mentioned it in previous podcasts. So. Have you seen any of the sample play for that? Uh, yes, they're very inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> gameplays. Um, oh, my God. You have to watch Skillup's video on it. If you guys don't follow Skillup on YouTube, he's actually really good, Australian. He does a lot of kind of like reviews, but then also he does kind of one of those, he does like the history behind a game too, or um, really kind of informative, um, great YouTuber, follow him if you haven't. Um, but he's spell, Australian. Spell the name. Skill. It's Skill. S-K-I-L-L up. Like oh, Skill up. Okay. Skill up. Skill up. Like fish. A scallop, doesn't it? Um, yes, but it's not scallop. Oh, okay. It's Skill up. Skill up. Um, but he uh, had a video at E3 where they were playing that um, section that they had hands-on demos for, and it was this, you go to a strip club. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, pretty much. And um, he just kept going, this will never make it in Australia. (laughs) You just hear him say it over and over again. This will never make it in Australia. They will never allow this. Some advisory board they have to go through, some kind of censorship board. You know, almost every other country has that. (laughs) And he was like, this will never, you will never get this in Australia. It was just funny to see. It was like every other time they would laugh, and then he'd be like, this is never going to pass in Australia. So, um, yeah, we can talk about that, though, in the E3 episode. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, I know what we can do for not really gaming news, but VCR news. So after this, then we could probably get on a topic. This could be a short episode. We could actually do a um, 30-minute or less episode, maybe. But someone in this podcast, one of these two co-hosts, is now a co-host for another show. Or is going to be. That's you, right? <laughs> I will actually be in three. Yes, you're telling me. So she's a co-host of some other one, but then like she was telling me that she's in some third one as a guest. Was it just a guest, or is you, are you actually going to be like a co-host in it? It's not been stood up yet, so oh. I don't really want to say much more than that. Well, to you following us, on, does this person follow us on Twitter? Are these people or any... At least one of them. One. Does. Okay, so if they listen to this, you got to stand up. Make this official. <laughs> but what's the one you're already in? The Balance Force. The Balance Force, right? Balance. The Balance Force. So check that out. It's not as cool as VCR Packers, but they're awesome. <laughs> you know, we're cool. But they're cool, too. You know, they encouraged us to... You know, start a podcast, so they're obviously cool if they made us, you know, cool. That's funny. Um, no, they're cool. I've listened to some of their episodes. They're great to listen to. <clears throat> um, but let's see. That was it. Man, I thought that was going to be longer than what we thought. Um, as I mean, far there's as other news, but honestly, that... All the news that are just now E3 now, so that's really next episode, though, because this episode, we're just going to talk about Andromeda and how <sighs> successful it was. <laughs> Um, so, how should we start this off? Let's go on and Hashtag explain sarcasm. the story of Andromeda. So, you go on and just do, without spoilers, you know, the story of Andromeda, the time set, what it's about, and yada yada. I think yada, everybody pop. knows what Andromeda is about, but it's the third, ma- oh, the fourth Mass Effect. But it's not really a Mass Effect 4, but it is the fourth Mass Effect game. So, yes, it's the fourth Mass Effect game, <laughs> but it's actually not even after 3, it's before 3, right? No. It starts before three, though. Yes. Yes, technically, but it really. So it really goes through them all. They don't I guess. really the time acknowledge frame, well, three. The time frame is before three. I heard, or they say it was yes, doing, or some it's something. Three. And well, yeah. when they start off, it's before three. But when they finally get to Andromeda, it's six hundred years later. So yeah, it just crossed over all. Three it's a reboot. It's a reboot of the Mass Effect Andromeda brand. It's so, a reboot. Do you know why? Like, it was never mentioned in Mass Effect 3 because just like in the game, it didn't really matter. So everything that happened in Andromeda was not even worth, like, knowing. It was like... <laughs> no, they didn't know. <laughs> it was like a spinoff. Okay. And they're like, by the way... Hashtag Jericho's not played Andromeda yet. <laughs> by the way, this happened during um, Mass Effect 3, but, you know, we don't really care, no. but we're just going to make it, it playable. It happened Mass- in between Mass Effect 2 and 3. Anyway... Spoiler alert, they're um, Shepard's kids. <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm. But, okay, so some people were a little disappointed in this game. Not me. For someone who was never really into into the Mass Effect series, 3 was my favorite because of the online play. 
And then I've seen this played, and I know what the story's about. I think this is a good one, but it didn't do good because, in my opinion, people were so butthurt because they were used to the first three and the gameplay and everything that when BioWare team decided to change some minor things, um, they didn't like it. So that's it. So Elise was saying they have bad reviews. Those bad reviews are probably from these hardcore Mass Effect 1 through 3 fans and the second one minor thing changed or you know Shepard's no longer a playable character they just hate it just because of that so it wasn't the fact that the game itself was bad but when you make a serious change people just can't deal with it that's and true there we go now it did so bad quote unquote that they discontinued it but it was a good game and it is worth it and, I mean so what was one of the things that people complained about um, the animation, the facial animations. Wait, really? Oh my God, yes. Is it worse or bad or? What? Um. Well, okay. So. I did not to, hear this one, guys. What? I did facial animation. You weren't paying attention. That was like the big, like butt hurt number one. That was the biggest one. So were they just different? There were no. What they did is that they used, I guess, an off the... So what I'm hearing from some various reporters reporting is that the facial animations they outsourced to a company, uh, a third-party company, which used some kind of off-the-shelf program that to do the basic animations. I guess they take the dialogue and program it into this thing, and then the program basically estimates the mouth movements and stuff like that. But then you're supposed to then have your animators. You can use it as a baseline, but it was never expected to be like your final build using that stuff. You're supposed to then, like, I guess, finish all of it. And they didn't do that. Um, <clears throat> if you read Kotaku and Jason Dra- Jason Schreiber, I think his name is, it's either Shiner or Sh- Schneider or Schreiber. I'd have to if I had my internet connection, I could verify that. But mm-hmm. he um, had an article out about last week talking about um, basically Andromeda got made in eighteen months. Essentially, it sounded a lot like what happened with Destiny, where they blew up the whole. You remember with Destiny, yeah. they blew up the whole story and rewrote it basically about the same time frame before release, and that's why it was so disjointed and jerky and whatever. And because they basically rewrote the game in the last eighteen months, the animators are usually the last ones to get the stuff because the writers have to write the dialogue, so the animators can actually animate. The dialogue, right? You got to know what they're going to say to know what their mouths are going to look like and who they're going to be looking at and blah, blah, blah. Well, they didn't get that. So the things that they spent the most time on were the best parts of the game, the combat system. The combat is really good. Um, I really thought it was an improvement over all of them, frankly, and that was one of the most polished pieces of the game. But they lacked on the face emotion. Just face all you have to do is Google. They, they had memes. People had memes during the early access time. Maybe this was a bad game. Maybe I should play it. So it was final decision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gave it about a seven and a half to an eight. Seven to an eight. That's not a horrible game, but it's not when when EA expected an eight to an eight and a half as a Metacritic score. Anything less than that, they considered a failure. And so, if you're getting a seven. I think right now, currently, the Metacritic score is like a seven and a half, if you look at Metacritic now. Um, 
and um, there's a whole lot of cliffhangers. Um, so what I didn't notice mm-hmm. was a lot of the people that gave a bad reviews or less than normal reviews are now all of a sudden sad that they discontinued it. So I know, right? Their own votes or their own <laughs> reviews or what got it discontinued. And I was like, why? Right? There's this cliffhanger here. We need to know. Well, if you really wanted to know that bad, you should have made the game more successful. It's your fault. So, I mean, I, I uh, sadly, I have to agree with that to a point. I mean, it's fine if you disagree. And I think a lot of people slammed the game hoping that EA would... EA and BioWare would, quote, wake up and do something about it, but EA is not one to mess around with the series. They gambled, they lost. I can I honestly, I honestly am cynical enough to believe they're not going to pull it back off the shelf, especially with Anthem coming up and behind them, which Anthem has kind of a Destiny, Mass Effect. Oh, that's you know, I was just going to mention that. Should we mention that since um, it's Bioware related? Or should we that be should an probably E3? talk about it in E3 because it Ugh. was considered one of the major re- okay. reviews. Okay, that was. It was E3. super cool. But, I mean, if that's the case, Bioware, I mean, besides Anthem, Bioware has been kind of under the radar. Um, yeah. Even Swore Tour, there was like one, like, actually that was last year though, wasn't it? Yeah, never mind. Yeah, Bioware has been kind of hidden. That new expansion. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. It wasn't that long ago, but, I mean, they just released a raid boss, and they're coming out with another two raid bosses, I think, later on in this, this year. Um, so what they're doing is they're alternating story content and MMO con- MMO-type content. So this year they're working on large group content. Mm. Um, uh, I don't see that as a bad thing, but, um, you know. There it is. So, and then, of course, there's rumors, kind of like rumors, one of those, how do you say it? They're rumors, but there's so many, like, crumbs that have been left around that it's almost a confirmed rumor, but not quite, that they are in full production of Dragon Age 4. Allegedly. That's what I say. Um, I mean, they've hired outside writers, Uh and they've announced that they've been added to the to Patrick Weeks' team. Patrick Weeks is the um, head lead writer now on Dragon Age 4 after David Gator left. Speaking of um, Dragon Age, Inquisition did really good. Like, what are they doing? It died off, like, quick, kind of, but it did really good when it launched. Uh-huh. Um, they just ran out of content or something? With um, Inquisition? Yeah. No, I mean, the way that... The way that Bioware does their games is they release the game, they usually do about three DLC, and then they it's done. Okay. And Inquisition had three DLC. Uh, so it's really? once you get to the third DLC, it's pretty much that's it. Um, and that's how they do their games. So Inquisition was done, but Dragon Age 4, the theory is we could be wrong because, again, it is Patrick Weeks who is the lead writer, and he loves to, like, do funky stuff and and completely change up expectations from people is... Uh, it looks like the antagonist in my romance person in Dragon Age Inquisition is going to be the bad guy in Dragon Age 4. Ooh, that's actually good, though. Yeah. No, that's so, good. That's cool. Uh, that, but that's theory. It, that's complete theory. Maybe you can, like, join the dark side with them. Do you have to go um, well, you them? try. I tried. You tried. You really want I to. tried. The, and the romance he, was that strong. He, tell, he tells you no. That he, they, he says he doesn't want you to see him like that, and then he leaves you. That's Sans so your arm. Aww. He leaves you. So it was like, 
tears. Yes. And Patrick Weeks has gotten quite a bit of angst, and I'm sure, and <clears throat> not just from me. <clears throat> no, right. Anyway. Well, sweet. That was, um, okay, so that was most of Bioware, so Andromeda stuff and Dragon Age. Anything else Bioware related? Or? Well, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff to talk about with Andromeda. I could keep going. Go on. We got a good six, <laughs> four minutes. Um, I have another concern that was brought up by the whole Andromeda thing, and that is... Real quick, though. Um, yes. I noticed Bioware still streams. Is it Andromeda they're streaming? So, um, when I said that there were like three or four areas that they just had cleaned up and looked really good at release, mm-hmm. the other one was the multiplayer. Uh-huh. And so they are, so what you didn't mention was that BioWare Montreal, which was the lead studio in Andromeda, they, not only did the EA decide to put the Mass Effect series on the shelf um, for the foreseeable future, and EA's not ever brought a game that they've put, quote, on ice back out mm-hmm. once they've done that. So, um, Which for a game that bombed, the multiplayer was amazing. I still play it every weekend. Um, They have challenges still, so they're still supporting it. But um, they took, they moved a big part of their regular staff that was not related to the multiplayer off to help with Battlefront 2, which will be coming out with a new um, single-player mode when it releases. And also to help on... uh And also to help... Offline, I hope, too? I don't know. I... I mean, it might be like Destiny. That game was uh, that game was really cool and all, but like Destiny, it is kind of irritating when you need internet just to play. Like I do love Destiny too, but come on now, there should be a campaign. People pay like sixty dollars for these things. Mm-hmm. And imagine not having internet. Right. Like, I know some people that don't want internet. They just buy games to play in a single player or whatever. So. Right. I mean, but be- it's a live service game, and that is the general. That's the way they do live service games right now. It, the future might bring something different, but Anthem is going to be a live service game. So, but Anthem's an MMO. Thus, you should know. Well, I don't know if it's going to be an MMO. <laughs> it might be a online cooperative game like Borderlands Two. But it's a world. Like I mean, I guess you know it could be like you know like Borderlands. You choose a world and do stuff on, but. Mm-hmm. Then, maybe then you invite your friends online to play with you. It's drop in and drop out. And that's from what we're hearing. That's going to be what Anthem is, is a drop in and out game. <laughs> Too much so, Anthem, though. I really want to talk about Anthem. But you said <laughs> yeah. wait till the E3. Yes. So opening the door. So, um, but my concern is, is EA's putting all their eggs in influencers' baskets. And there's, a, there's obviously a place in marketing and community building for influencers. But I really felt that the influencers had way bigger seat at the table than general consumers and your traditional game journalism. And because of the influence of these folks, of scooping this person and getting memes out there that get thousands of views and likes and are shared over and over again, it really, at least for EA, is pushing them down paths that in the long run I'm not sure are going to work out well for such a short-term focus. 
when you have someone who just gets a YouTube video up and puts a 20-minute meme out about the glitches and the bugs in Andromeda and gets thousands of views and suddenly EA is sending out, they literally sent out within a week of release a survey to people asking about Andromeda and what they thought about it. A week after. Have you ever seen anything like that? Nope. No. No. Um, I don't know how many got it, but I did. I got the survey, and I don't know anybody else who got it in my immediate group of people who are players. Um, And it was all about what we thought about Andromeda and a bunch of specific categories. Like, they drilled down quite a bit. And and I'm just concerned that EA is now going to focus group every little thing based on influence by how many YouTube views people get on certain subjects. And Anthem, or not Anthem, Andromeda this year was last year's No Man's Sky. <laughs> they boot, they beat the crap out of that game, and I don't know if people realize, but No Man's Sky is having a sequel made right now. Wow. I bet you no one cares now after the first one. But it, you know what? They didn't quietly, do it. But it quietly actually had more and more people play after they added all the stuff to it. Actually, they, they created enough of a base for them, for Sony to decide to... <laughs> Give Hello Studios another sequel. They never did anything wrong, though. They just made their game peace and quiet, and then everybody else hyped it all up. So, mm-hmm. okay. so I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm concerned if this is the direction that we're going. I don't think it's good for the industry as a whole. And Metacritic scores and them closing and firing people based on a Metacritic score is ridiculous. I mean, ugh. Start a petition. Start a um, community, not an organization to help protect. It's just crap. There's no other entertainment genre that that fires, hires, where you have to put it on your resume, the last game you worked on, and its Metacritic score. Could you imagine Buffy the Vampire Slayer when that came out? That if, that, <laughs> if, if that's what you were expected, that game, that thing got ripped by the critics, but yet it's a cult classic. So I'm, I'm salty. A lot of gaming companies are hiring animators, so if you're an animator out there, just apply yourself, yada yada. I'm pretty sure you can get your foot in the door. Um, all right, so we're almost, this could be, this is easily a 25-minute episode. We did good. Um, just a quick little question. Which gaming um, company do you think is ruling so far this year? Ruling? Yes. Who's As owning in it? Like Who's slaying it? Doing good. Who do you think is like the top game um, company? Really? Is that like a question? Design, what? What do you think it is? Blizzard. Ah, that was my opinion. <laughs> that was literally my answer as well. But <laughs> EA's actually doing some good stuff too. But I mean, they had a lot of really good games out, but how many Bethesda's of them really have the... How many of them have, like, the name recognition, the push, the people playing its games, like Blizzard Activision? They are so mean, though. Why would they force me to play Heroes of the Storm just for that deep skin? Because <laughs> you a sucker. I was so pissed. Because you a sucker, and, that's why. <laughs> um, they not only did that, but then later they were like, okay, and now we unlocked it so anyone can get the skin. I said, y'all motherfuckers made me <laughs> do all this torturous <laughs> gameplay. And it's not fun. Imagine playing League of Legends, like 20 matches, like 20. It was the worst thing ever. Because, like, I started late. It was a thing where you only had to play, I think, five games um, just to get that week's thing. But then I started late, so I had to do five and then 10. And then I think I got the Diva skin at the 10 or 15. 
and then I just kept going because you got like 10 loot boxes for one week, and it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> but it's whatever. It's over now. And I heard, by the way, if you link your Amazon Prime and Twitch with your Blizzard account, you get a free legendary loot box on Overwatch. Yeah. And then I guess I'll discuss the Overwatch stuff on the EA one because that sounds like it's definitely going to be more exciting than this one. Um <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a sad, like, commemoration episode. sad. I'm mourning. <laughs> I'm not going to get any, like, they're not, that we don't even know if there's going to be DLC. They left all of these, like, things for them to make DLC. And now that they've moved all the developers off, nobody knows for sure. And you remember, were you there when I was talking to um, um, the um, combat, the lead combat designer developer? The, uh, the cute no guy with the French accent. Yeah. And Pax. Yeah. Um, Jean-Pierre. Pierre. Uh, and uh, he was saying that they, when I asked him if they had anything else to work on the game, this was prior to release, this was at uh, Pax East. And he went, no, we have other things to work on. And he started doing the eyebrow wiggle. So <laughs> to me, that said, oh, they're working on the DLC, right? Wouldn't that be the most I logical? Been this whole time. <laughs> Well, no, because they weren't. He, just, um, he was just Mass Effect, okay. and um, this was before he had decided to put it on the shelf. So um, they had to have been working on the first DLC they were going to offer up. So it should be there, but nobody will say whether or not it's going to get released. Nobody knows. I'm hopeful. They've been. There's been comments that allusions to the Koreans. If you play the game. Um, there's a little, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or whatever at the end, uh, foreshadowing that there is an additional arc that isn't there yet when you finish the game. And there's been one of the weekend challenges, they mentioned it in the multiplayer stream on Twitch, um, something about the Koreans. You get a little hint um, in one of the Apex um, transmissions or whatever. So the, the rumors are that they're maybe going to be releasing the DLC that has the Korean arc involved in it. But nobody knows. And I just... I feel I, like if they really think it's a bust, they might as well just release it. Just to, Right. You know, they should finish it out yeah. for the people who actually like the game. Finish, the, finish this one, then fine, don't make any more. But I just hope, I hope BioWare learned their lesson. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be mean, but I think they shouldn't do it. They should never release another, uh, try and do KOTOR. People have been, uh, been hyping, crying, begging for KOTOR 3. I think BioWare is insane if they go and do that because I think they'll get reamed for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all, they don't need to bring I'm Mass Effect back Wars out. Anyways, There's I'm too just, much Star Wars going on this generation. Oh, please. This decade. There's never too much Star Star Wars. I'm overwhelmed. There was already two movies. That's because yo, y'all, he just finally watched some Star Wars, like within the last three months. Like, so this is a hater right here. I'm not a hater. I'm just like, I gotta catch on, and now I gotta put all the pieces together (laughs) because the games are in the same universe. But like, I guess some games don't want to risk interfering with the movies, a story. Like, Sword Tour is supposed to be, like, a gazillion years before. So you know Amy Henning of Uncharted and Assassin's Creed fame is working on a new Star Wars game right now at EA with Motive, which is the former Ubisoft lead, and uh, another one. What is her studio called? I can't remember. And uh, I think it's slated for 2019. Release in 2019. That gives me enough time to catch up on everything. Um, it's supposed so to yes. be in between uh, 
two and three. Okay. Two and three. Interesting. Well, sweetness. Well, there we go. This is a commemorable, sad, and she really was sad. Like, she was, like, all tear. I had to buy her ice cream. <laughs> I didn't because she was sad about Mass Effect Andromeda being discontinued. I like the game. Did I think it was the best game of the year? Nope. Horizon Zero Dawn would take that from me. That was good. Um, but when did Horizon Zero Dawn come out? Month before. This year? Yeah. Wow. February. Okay, February. I'm about to say. Andromeda like, came Horizon, out in March. Honestly, if Horizon Zero Dawn came out last year, it would have been Overwatch, I feel like. Well, there were two different categories. No, no they categorized them. No, they categorized them. No, they wouldn't them. have because, Why? because Horizon Zero Dawn is a exclusive a PS4 exclusive. <laughs> fuck you Xbox <laughs> <laughs> and PC and because of that it 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 wouldn't have had mm-hmm. you're right that yeah I stand corrected I'm sorry you are a great game though it would have been like PlayStation it game of the year it is literally my game of the year but exclusive it's game of whatever. the year whatever but, but um, yeah it wouldn't have beat Overwatch because if Overwatch has too much too many people well next year it's not a million um, players now but um, next year next episode it might be next year we're gonna um, talk about the 2017 E3 PlayStation experience because um, that's the only event we went to um, yes we were there in person we were in California um, looking at it in the audience in the stadium we got a VIP pass so sweetness and um, we will see you next week on our special E3 episode or maybe this week who knows whenever we release them (laughs) (laughs) bye